0: This is a collaboration episode between me, Ishu Singh, and Daniel from Midtown. So friends, if you're listening to me on my podcast, Starting to Know, go to Daniel's podcast, Midtown. You can pause this episode and go to Daniel's podcast, subscribe to it, and you will learn a lot about marketing and branding goodies.
1: And everyone, if you're learning about making great content, but you're wondering... That's great. How do I connect this to a system of growth for my business? Go ahead and listen to starting to know a great podcast by issue Sing.
0: Yeah. So Daniel, which thing united us, uh, marketing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, definitely marketing. Uh, and I think
1: you, your experience with uh, making a business is something that I I'm still learning. You know, I, I just started, uh, my business and, um, just like, just like you say, there's always something to learn, and sometimes
0: I feel like I'm playing
1: catch up. So I'm really <laughs> glad that we uh, connected.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because I, I really like what you say on your podcast about marketing and branding and i saw your website as well and there's always learning that you just said there is always learning i believe in the same thing and i learned a lot from you as well uh you did the marketing and branding i think you did the branding for a hotel chain something like that right i saw uh, the the branding thing that you did there so i really liked it i said okay i'm gonna approach daniel and ask about the collaboration because this is a marketing strategy right Oh yeah, I I've done some work for uh Marriott uh and uh their
1: their uh, in-house creative team mm-hmm. and I love love working with them They're They're very creative, um brilliant designers and marketing strategists and they've definitely helped me grow as a, you know, as a creative professional. Um mm-hmm.
0: And Talking about the strategy, Daniel's strategy, or in other words, I would say the plan of action. I believe that the strategies do change with the types of business, but some of the core fundamentals like products, price, or target audience are there for every kind of business, right? So what do you think, like Daniel, what do you think? I think products that the people or the businesses are trying to sell need to solve the purpose. Otherwise, is this like they can hire anyone. Or if I'm having a business, I can hire anyone do, for doing the marketing. If my product or service is not having that power or the, it's not solving the purpose for the customers, people won't buy it. Like, Or if people will buy it, it's not going to solve the purpose. They will never come back to me. What do you think like tell me about the product and service. Like I'm, I'm telling you my take, yeah, yeah. Product and service needs to have a powers. So what do you think? Well, this one
1: uh, person really had me thinking about it. His name is Mark Stoose with uh, proof analytics. He, he said a big problem with marketing nowadays is this idea of, he calls it the, the upside narrative. Um, <laughs> and I guess the concept is, um, if your product doesn't like live up to, uh, this narrative that you're making in the marketing, like if you say that the product does all these great things and it's going to help create this amazing lifestyle for your clients, I think people, I really think people are a little bit jaded by that. Like every single company is innovative. Every single company is out there to change the world, but you know, not every product does that. I think we intuitively know that there's scarcity and and true greatness. So Uh, I think therein lies the value in uh, creating great products. You you first have to make sure that you're making a great product. And then when you have a marketing strategy behind it, I think honesty uh, and I guess telling a story that is actually true is just as important as telling a story that's creative and you know, connects to your customers. We pick
0: up on that. (laughs) Okay. And Daniel, uh, like uh, talking about a strategy, talking about the product and the service or the power it should have or it should solve actually customer's problems. Products are of different categories. Like some are for luxurious things. Okay. It's going to... It's not going to solve the purpose because some other product is already solving that purpose. It's going to be kind of an add-on. You're going to spend more money, you will get fancy bag or something like that. So that fancy bag or that luxurious things comes with the price point. So I'm going to come a little bit on price point as well. I think... Uh, nowadays, profit margins in the product and services uh, that the businesses are trying to sell should be higher. Like I believe that. Why I believe that? Because marketing and branding is now going to with the full pace. Because before, like there are many companies, there are many brands that didn't spend that much amount of money uh, to grow big. But now as everybody is going online, like even those brands, new brands, old brands, every other business needs to go online. Otherwise they they cannot survive. That's the time where we are living right now. So I believe that the pricing should be higher uh, in terms of margin. Like I'm not saying that, okay, just blow the price and and start selling that product. I'm just saying the margin should be higher for businesses. Why I feel because you need to absorb that marketing and branding costs. And I'm going to give you an example. Like I was doing some experimentation with Facebook advertisement strategies and I was, and I actually saw that the, the cost of acquiring the customer on Facebook is Tremendously increasing, and I believe that I believe that if the margin is not going to be there, and if the business is going to continuously spend on acquiring the new customer, take an example: I'm selling a ten dollar product, and acquire the cost of acquiring that customer is thirty seven dollar or forty dollar. How I'm going to survive? Okay, I can think that. Okay, I'm going to get that customer. Then I can upsell, cross sell, or maybe do something else. Yeah, I get that point, but. It, like, there is no prediction. You cannot predict that you can upsell cross sell that particular customer or that customer is going to come back to you for repeat order. Maybe your product was not up to the expectation of that particular customer. So basically you lost your money. What do you think about the price point as well? And, uh, like the points that I touched, Daniel. I think it,
1: as a new business, at least for me, I definitely felt pressure to undersell myself at first because I wanted to get new customers. And maybe that was a mistake, um, like looking back, um, because when you're a new business, I think you're like particularly hungry to get out in the market and to build relationships and to, you know, make an impact and for people to remember, you know, if your product or your service is great and then tell more people about what you do. And because like every single, um, project that you, that you do, every single relationship that you build sort of builds momentum to build your business. I think for new businesses, sometimes momentum feels like everything. So maybe this drive for momentum can create, I guess, it creates that desire to maybe undersell yourself sometimes.
0: So that's a mistake I made. And I think you're absolutely right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we always learn from mistakes. Like I'm learning a lot from you as well. So it's about learning from each other, and I love that part. So Daniel, you just just touched a point of branding as well. So and I'm gonna ask you, what do you think? Like, what is the power there in the branding marketing strategy that I just uh, explained before? It's kind of a plan of action, and marketing is marketing strategies. How you're gonna do your marketing? and the plan of action around it so what about the branding like what do you think what is the power there uh, i think the way the businesses is, is showing who they are what they are can tell a lot about a lot of things like what they are doing so if the branding of the business is going to be more luxurious of course our human mind will think that okay if i will enter this store if i'm going to h- enter on, in this hotel it's going to be way expensive what do you think like what is a power of branding like i want to ask you
1: Mm. yeah the power of branding the value of branding branding is uh branding can cause a lot of confusion for people because we intuitively like know that it's valuable but everyone has i think like a different answer as far as why branding is valuable or like how to tap into it here's here's how i see it Okay, sales is the currency of actual cash. (laughs) Um, And then branding is the currency of trust. And then marketing is the currency conversion. It helps sort of convert that trust into sales. That's sort of how I I see it. Um, And a lot of businesses up front maybe don't invest as much into branding because it does take a lot longer to sort of maybe reap The benefits of it—it's sort of a long-term, longer-term game, you know. Mm -hmm. But without a real brand, you're just a commodity. And especially for like new businesses, I don't think you want to play the commodity game because then it's just are—are you cheaper than the next person? Versus what value do you bring? How are you unique? What what is it that you stand for that I can get behind? Like those. Mm -hmm. Yep. That those are things that people make decisions. And then there's this thing called brand image. It's the values and the attributes that people think of when they think of who you are that influences the decisions that they make. So, you know, if you stand for values that they connect with, and then if, if your customer experience um, is a great one, then they're going to buy into your brand. So they'll be more likely to basically buy more products or services from you and they're going to tell more people about you, and they'll be more comfortable um, purchasing new types of products and services in the future. You try new things because you invested in your brand, and they they have bought into your brand.
0: Daniel, what what do you think? Like, is logo a brand, or a tagline alone is a brand, or combination of everything? It can be considered as a brand. What do you think? Like, the value that this stand behind, or yeah. So give me your thoughts on this. So
1: logo tagline uh, uses of fonts and colors, you know, all of these are tools that you use to create a, a brand experience, but what a brand is, is simply that conversation between you and your customers. So Mm -hmm. a logo is not a brand that's true. But if they see a logo and your brand, is, you do your brand right, they'll think of you, and they'll know what you stand for. Mm-hmm.
0: And and Daniel, I have seen that if uh, like if the company is having an awesome logo, or I've like forget about logo, like I have seen companies or brands selling the products or giving that impression with just the fonts, it, even if they are not showing the product itself. I've seen companies showing who they are, like kind of if they are a luxurious brand and like, okay, it's expensive one for one small sample, you're gonna, you have to spend like maybe $500, $400, something like that, it's expensive. So with just the use of fonts, I have actually seen it uh, with my own eyes. Like you can do that magic with with the fonts, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the fonts, especially...
1: If a brand stands for like clean design,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, if they have great typography, are there any, when you think of brands that use fonts like really, really well, are there any companies or brands that, that you think of?
0: Uh, I think uh, I've seen few campaigns of Zara, even though it's not expensive, but it mm. gives you that feel that, okay, you're going to get those different unique kind of products in Zara that you, will, you might not get it at H&M or somewhere else
1: and i know it's a, a very obvious one but i think apple you know yeah you don't have to see the apple logo you just see the font and at this point everyone can yeah. associate it with with apple mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah and exactly exactly so apple is the like uh, most common one yeah they have done a actual like awesome amount of work i think it's it's a brand too but it's money too. Like they have spent millions of dollars to create impression in people's mind what their brand is. Because if you're going to have a logo, no one is going to actually see that logo. Your brand is not existing anymore. So, or it's not existing for that person. Okay. I saw someone's logo for the first time. I saw someone's logo second time. Like that's not going to be a brand for me. I will say, yeah, okay. I saw, I've seen this somewhere. That's it. It's, you have to spend a lot of money in order to create a brand itself. Right. It's not going to be, it's not going to happen overnight or on its own. You have to spend a lot of money in doing the marketing as well. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm even like thinking about like social media, like, like when you're like commenting on social media or you're, you're connecting with your customers mm-hmm. probably have like a consistent set of values or or a standard that you you consider whenever doing that um, your that you know like your personal brand that's what I'm trying to talk about like the personal brand and and social media like what are your thoughts on that
0: my experience tells me that doesn't matter what you're gonna do even now or after six months one year it's my personal opinion I think that your personal brand always come first like it has to mm-hmm. be first if you if let's take an example I launch any brand so now if I launch a fashion brand or something like that I need to approach people first from my company point of view okay this is my fashion brand I'm gonna start doing the branding marketing trying to reach people if I'm going to have my personal brand already strong so it doesn't matter what I launch doesn't matter I'm gonna already have some kind of audience already there for me. So there's always going to be some kind of audience. And then on top of that, I can build more of it. I feel that personal brands are really important. Personal brands, according to me, comes first, then comes any kind of business brand.
1: I think you could like learn a lot too, from building your personal brand about like making content, about learning about who your customers are and just connecting with people. At least for me, um, when I started to really do that, I learned, I learned things that you just, I didn't learn in like design school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Schools, like they can only tell you how to do, how to use the tools in reality that it, it's changing. It's evolving every single thing, like which was relevant maybe six months ago is not relevant anymore, or maybe has changed 10%, 20%. Yes, it has changed. But the what they teach you in the schools, it's not changing like every single day they have to go through the long process. So that that that's kind of a mismatch. Yeah, it's it's how the process works. It's not their problem as well, what I think. In talking about personal brand, building the connection, I I believe that. Okay. So what I did yesterday, I'm going to give you an example. So there is one person I forgot the name. Sorry for that. He is liking or commenting on all of my posts, uh, maybe on LinkedIn or on other platforms. So he's in really good connection with me. So now he knows me very well. I know him. So I approached him personally yesterday saying that, okay, thanks a lot for liking and giving me your inputs because it means a lot for him then now he was constantly in touch with me or oh, issue message me or issue did comment uh, back to me or I personally messaged him yesterday or in some of the cases the people I like what I do I send them the personal voice note okay I send them the personal voice message in some cases even video message personally for that person that builds a connection it's not about yeah okay, I want to have million followers yes it is important I don't think so. It's not important. It is important. If somebody is going to go to my YouTube or Instagram or anyone's Instagram or YouTube is not, if it is not going to have like 10 K or maybe more than that followers that will not be there. The other person will feel that, okay, he doesn't know what he's saying, so I'm not going to listen to him. So that's kind of mind game that comes into play. That's my take on that. What do you think about the person brands? Daniel? what do you think? I think it's
1: also kind of like personal growth because, like, when I started, I was definitely thinking maybe too much about getting the followers, and I think the immediate uh, benefit to me to my business if I, you know, connect with enough you know, people. But then I started to actually get to know, uh, know people, particularly on LinkedIn because that's that's one of the main channels that I use, mm-hmm. and it it really it it is like this community of. Of uh, of business owners, and we're all like rooting for each other. Like everyone has their own story. Everyone has has their goals and things that they work so hard for. And I I started to really see that when I just went through the process of just you know uh, making comments, searching for conversations that you know are interesting, and and listening to what other people have to say, and just you start to learn a lot, and you start to really think more about. Just getting to know people instead of just trying to, you know, add more followers. It Mm -hmm. becomes a little bit more nuanced than that. There's one question I'd like to ask everyone.
0: Okay, okay, sure. sure.
1: (laughs) Um, What's a, a word of advice that you've heard or maybe someone's shared with you that's been really helpful?
0: I didn't have like any kind of mentor in my life and I learned everything on my own. Uh, you can say that there was no one for me, kind of a guiding path. Okay, you have to do this or that. And I'm kind of a person that never follow anyone's advice. What I believe that, okay, I'm going to try without planning, even though like I have my education, like is, a, is in project management and other things like that. It's about planning when it comes to my personal hobbies, passion, what I want to do, I do just without thinking, okay, I don't have to plan. I'm going to jump and I will figure it out. That's how I work. And if someone has given any kind of advice related to this, so you can say that I'm I'm following that advice. <laughs> so, but it's just like, I I don't plan and I just directly go for the things and I figure it out on my way.
1: Oh, that's amazing. That reminds me of uh Dave officer or one of my guests, he, he wanted to start a business and I guess fascinated for a long time, like learning and studying and trying to, you know, l- learn everything that there was to learn about it. Mm-hmm. But he's like, if I could go back, I would have given myself a deadline. Um, when the learning stops and the action starts <laughs> and, and you're like that, you just, when you set your mind to do something, you just, you go and you just do it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. So I don't get sleep. I don't really get sleep if like there is something pending and I think that, okay, I need to get this done by today. It's just like keeps on bothering me until I get that thing done. I I am like that. So I don't know um, about everyone. It's just like uh, my personal way of doing things. And I just, when I go after anything, I believe that I get it done. It It doesn't have to be a Perfection. Like it's my way of thinking. I feel that I feel I I tell myself that I'm a I'm an imperfectionist who loves to create. So that's that's what I believe in and that's what I think I am.
1: <laughs> okay, I know I said that was the last question, but I, I might have one more for you. Yeah. Um so considering that you you like to you know you have an idea and then you, you go for it. Um was there was there a moment or a series of events looking back that that led to you wanting to start your business
0: there was a problem in my family like a monetary issues so so that was the thing that really pushed me that i want to do something or that i have to do something to support my family that was the thing my father didn't ask me okay i need your help do something something like that it was my own personal choice I don't know what happened to me. Like I started developing my mind in that direction. So I started picking up magazines. I was in really small town in India at that time. No internet. Like even if we had to go to use any kind of internet, like I had to go to cyber cafes, use the internet there. I was getting the pocket money. I was buying the magazines there. I was reading, continuously reading, consuming business content. I'm talking about 2004, 2000. To something like that. So I was consuming that kind of content. And I don't know what happened. Like maybe I started developing my mind in that direction. I started getting the ideas. Okay, this, if people are doing this, I can do this, I can do better. So the start, idea started coming in my mind in a better version of what other people were doing. Then it started coming as a unique ideas. I was writing my own diaries. Okay. I'm going to, so this is idea. I can develop this kind of software, these kind of things. Uh, yeah. So this is how it all started, started with personal kind of setback.
1: You were learning so much and you, you just dove into this direction and you, it looks like you got into, I guess, some product development mm-hmm. um, with, with your business. Yeah. And, and I, I, just, I saw it install on scapus on your website and I was just curious, were those some of the apps that you first developed or like, like no. what, what what led to, of course not, of course not. <laughs> uh,
0: actually, in uh, when I started in 2004, I started with a website at that hmm. time. I, uh, I was studying in the college and I said, okay, okay, there are books that students are buying. Now it's a common thing. Oh, what kind of crappy idea is that? But. I'm talking about 2004, 2003, around that time. So uh, e-commerce was pretty new. Like I'm um, if you are in this country, like, of course, it's it's going to be advanced. But I'm talking about India, small town. I was uh, studying in a college. And at that time, I realized that, okay, uh, p- students can buy cheap books if they can order online and get it delivered. So I started selling the books. I met someone that that was able to supply me the books. But I realized on my way. How I realized uh, it was kind of expensive and a long story. Uh, so it was kind of I approached the companies like DHL, other companies. Okay, can you ship my books? So they said, yeah, we can ship your books, but it's gonna be in a weight format. So that means okay, they're gonna weigh my books and then they're gonna tell me okay how much they're gonna charge me. So just just imagine, mm-hmm. ten dollar book was costing me around like forty dollars to only ship. So oh, I'm just wow. giving you, just just giving you an example. So I had to shut down at that time before I was using like kind of unusual ways of getting the book delivered and I sold some of them. So it was just kind of setback for me in terms of the market was not ready. Market was ready in a way that, okay, if I would have started this kind of thing in some other metropolitan city, then that was a different story. But I started in a small town. Uh, shipping was a problem. Shipping was a problem in most of towns at that time. Because companies like DHL or FedEx or these companies were not prepared for e-commerce. I was calling them to one department. I was calling the e-commerce department. They had the e-commerce department. I was leaving the voicemails. They were calling me back. So it was back and forth. Okay, finally, I came to know they're going to charge me by weight. So I had to shut down. So I started from there. It was my personal lesson. Again, no one taught me anything. It was all experimentation. If I would have asked someone at that time, that person would have said, okay, what is e- e-commerce? What is a stupid thing that you're trying to do? So basically, that's who I am. I don't listen to other people's advice. Maybe sometimes, or maybe 90% or 99% of the times, I'm going to be wrong. That's fine. I will I will take it on me like, okay, I did something wrong. But sometimes, some things are really unique and or some things are really innovative. I'm not talking about only myself or anyone's idea can be unique or innovative. If they're gonna share with anyone who is not mentally prepared to understand that concept, he's gonna say this is BS. It's not making any sense. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Stop it. And those sometimes those companies become really big. Take an example of Airbnb or other ones like who started. All were all were pretty new in the in their own category, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Airbnb. No one had you know, no one had ever heard of that type of business model you know, whenever they started. And yeah. it was a fantastic idea. And it look at them
0: now. Yeah, exactly. How you started, like how was your starting journey? I had worked uh, as an in-house
1: designer for a consulting company for for, for many years. Mm-hmm. And then basically, I, I had been thinking about wanting to start my business for a long time, procrastinated and procrastinated. Mm-hmm. And then then one day uh <laughs> I was I was moved to part-time <laughs> and uh that sort of accelerated decisions that were already in the back of my head. Um I, I realized at that point um I'm not gonna go for full-time work any anymore. I'm just going to go for clients and um just never look back. Um mm-hmm. And the idea that uh, if I invest in building relationships with a lot of clients, there's going to be a lot of stability with that. And also the chance to actually create this thing called a business and make it whatever I want it to be. just (laughs) really excited me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Daniel, where can we learn more about Midtown?
1: For Midtown Story, listeners can go to midtownstory.podbean.com. Um, and they can also search Midtown Story at uh, Spotify, iTunes, or uh, Google Play.
0: Awesome! Awesome! Thank you so much. Uh, hey, uh,
1: Ishu, where can people go to see uh, to see more of your podcasts?
0: Yeah, they can go to my website www dot dot com. They can go to my website. They can find the podcast. Section there and listen to the podcast from there, or if they are on any of the uh, any of the device like Android, they can go to Google Play and listen to my podcast there. Starting to know business, same on the Apple Stitcher, anywhere you go, I have already published my podcast there. So starting to know business, it was awesome talking to you, Daniel today. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this.